It was about four o'clock in the morning on a Thursday in April of 2017. Al Torello and I pulled into the massive parking lot of the Orange County Convention Center in Orlando, Florida. I couldn't sleep the night before, and now I was pulsing with adrenaline. Most of the world around us was still asleep. The moon hung in the distance, and underneath the stars, the streetlights embedded into the edges of the aisles lit up sections of our path to the venue. As we approached the mammoth building that seemed to stretch along the horizon, we could see a banner against the window facade, mounted high over everything. Luke and Leia and Kylo Ren and Rey could be seen among the stylistic sketches of many of the characters in the Star Wars universe. We stopped for a minute or so and took a few pictures of the building. Al extended his hand to shake mine, and we hugged. I can't believe we're here, I said to him. We weren't sure where the main entrance was, or which way to go, so we followed a smattering of of silhouettes that were laughing and talking and were following other silhouettes far in front of them. It was so dark, you were just following the sound, really, and hoping you were heading in the right direction. And in a sense, that is how we were going into this long weekend. Sure, we had heard stories and had seen photos and video clips from past events, but neither of us had any idea what to expect. As we continued to walk, we tried to stay on the concrete path that hugged the outside of the convention center like a track, and I scanned the dimly lit areas alongside of us for any animals that might be lurking in the brush nearby. We walked for at least 20 minutes, just talking, and like the silhouette still ahead of us, just laughing together. In the moments of quiet, I thought back to how we got here, and how meeting Al at a toy show two years earlier led to us planning this trip together and driving from New Jersey to Orlando in a car filled with luggage and vintage Star Wars toys. As we turned a corner, the sound we were following became louder and louder. In front of us was the entrance to the venue, and a line of attendees jutted out from the still-closed doors wrapped along the wall of the building and out along a pathway onto a small bridge. Al and I stepped across the grass and found our spot at the end of the line along the bridge. And while we waited for the doors to open, we began making conversation with those around us. At one point, someone made a simple Star Wars joke, a reference to one of the films, and everyone within earshot laughed. It was then that I realized I was among people to whom Star Wars had meant something special, and had affected their lives in profound ways. We all shared that love for the universe George Lucas had spun into existence 40 years earlier. Within the first half hour, we became friends with five strangers that were standing in line next to us. Conversing with them made the minutes and hours skim by. And like us, they had traveled from different areas of the country in order to be here. One couple drove straight through the night to get to Orlando in order to stand in this line with us, in anticipation of what was to come. One of the guys in our newly formed group casually mentioned we should all sit together for the upcoming panel, and we all nodded in agreement, because it was something we were all thinking about before he said it. We didn't even know each other's last names yet, but a bond had already formed between us. And it would be one that would stay strong enough that two years later, we'd be planning to meet up again at the next big event. As the first faint streaks of daylight began to seep into the sky, adding a tinge of color to everything around us, I briefly left the line and began to walk. I wanted to see how far the line had progressed over the hours since Al and I had first lined up, and how far back it went. I passed dozens of different conversations, picking up fragments here and there, but the running theme was Star Wars, 
There was a sense of joy among the crowd, and I was so thankful to be in the midst of it all at that moment. The line snaked down the street, around a corner, and along the sidewalk of a residential area beyond the venue. Security stood at each side street, making sure there was order among the attendees. I turned around and made my way back to my new group. Al asked me how far back the line had grown. And suddenly, the people standing at the front of the line began to cheer. The noise swept through us like a wave, and we all joined in. People around us hugged their friends and began to gather their belongings. I took one more look behind me, grabbed my backpack that was resting at my feet, and stepped forward. The doors opened, and my heart pounded with anticipation. This is it, I thought to myself. My first Star Wars celebration. This is a collection of memories from past Star Wars Celebration conventions by friends and collectors who are fortunate enough to attend them as we look ahead to our upcoming adventure in Celebration Chicago. This is Star Wars Prototypes and Production. Celebration is a multi-day convention exclusively dedicated to all things Star Wars. Think Comic-Con, but with Jedi, Ewoks, Stormtroopers, Leias, Vaders, and thousands of Star Wars fans. The first celebration was held at the Wings Over the Rockies Air and Space Museum in Denver, Colorado in April of 1999. It was hosted by Lucasfilm as a fan gathering to celebrate the Star Wars franchise and the upcoming release of Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. Three years later, the second celebration took place in Indianapolis, Indiana, this time putting the spotlight on the second part of the prequel trilogy, Attack of the Clones. As word spread, the convention grew, and over 75,000 people attended the event that year. Celebration 3 was also held in Indianapolis and promoted the 2005 release of the third prequel, Revenge of the Sith. The highlight was a panel featuring George Lucas, who answered fan questions and reminisced about making the Star Wars films. The fourth celebration, housed in the Los Angeles Convention Center in 2007, marked the 30th anniversary of the original Star Wars film. Even as the excitement generated by the prequel trilogy died down, more than 30,000 fans attended the convention, and Lucasfilm gave fans a taste of what was to come with the next Star Wars story, the Clone Wars animated series. Later that year, Celebration went overseas for the first time, to the Excel Exhibition Center in London. Celebration Europe was a continuation of the 30th anniversary of Star Wars. In 2008, Celebration was held in Tokyo to celebrate the 30th anniversary of the release of the film in Japan. Celebration returned to the United States in 2010 for Celebration 5. 
held in Orlando, Florida, it recognized the 30th anniversary of The Empire Strikes Back. The convention is notable for a one-hour panel with George Lucas and was hosted by Jon Stewart. Attendees were also able to visit Disney's Hollywood Studios to ride the original iteration of the Star Wars Simulator attraction before it was redesigned the following year. 2012 Celebration 6 was also held in Orlando. In 2013, Celebration went abroad again, this time to Essen, Germany. The highlights from the convention were the 30th anniversary of Return of the Jedi and the introduction of the Star Wars Rebels animated series. When Celebration came back to the States in 2015, it landed in Anaheim, California. More than 50,000 people attended, and they were treated to the trailer for The Force Awakens, the first new Star Wars film in 10 years. A year later, Celebration crossed the Atlantic to return to the Excel Center in London. The focus of Celebration Europe 3 was the upcoming release of the standalone film Rogue One. And in 2017, to celebrate the 40th anniversary of the original Star Wars film, Celebration was held in Orlando for the third time. Celebration Orlando provided a sneak peek of Ryan Johnson's The Last Jedi, the second film in the new trilogy series. And that brings us to 2019. We are days away from the 13th Celebration, which will be held at McCormick Place in Chicago, Illinois. So what makes Star Wars Celebration so special, and why do fans travel from all over the world to be here, year after year? I think the main draw is the immersive nature of the convention. At the show, fans and collectors have an opportunity to attend panels spotlighting the upcoming film and television releases, and many cast members will show up. And fans have the opportunity to meet the cast members, artists, designers, writers, and voice actors really anyone associated with the various aspects of the Star Wars franchise, for autograph sessions and photo opportunities, and to hear them discuss their personal experiences of what it's like to be a part of the Star Wars universe. There are panels throughout each day. In fact, there are so many panels that they have to run concurrently, so make sure you select the ones that really stand out to you. And they cover the entirety of Star Wars through presentations on the books and authors of the Star Wars realm, various aspects of cosplay, conversations with actors and celebrities, the art and artists, the video games and the theme park lands and attractions, and almost anything else you could possibly imagine. Celebration has had its share of legendary, culture-defining moments. At 2015 Celebration Anaheim, fans were finally reunited with Harrison Ford's Han Solo with a special reveal at the end of the Force Awakens trailer premiere.
And the last celebration, 2017's Orlando show, had some incredible moments of its own. The event kicked off with the much-anticipated 40th anniversary of Star Wars panel, featuring surprise appearances by creator George Lucas and Han Solo himself, Harrison Ford. You can type this stuff, but you can't say it. Move your mouth while you're talking before you're typing it. I couldn't say it. It took me like 15 takes. The panel concluded with conductor John Williams and the Orlando Symphony Orchestra appearing from behind a curtain to play the original Star Wars theme. And then they honored Carrie Fisher through song. Mark Hamill also paid tribute to his space sister in an hour-long panel about their relationship over the decades that was both touching and funny. But I am, I'm still not thinking of her in past tense. Uh, that's, I mean, certain people uh, have a vitality and an energy that's so strong it uh, reverberates far beyond their lack of physical presence. Um, you have to forgive me because uh, I actually looked up what is a tribute? A gift? A compliment? Given as due? An expression of gratitude or esteem? And I have to tell you, Carrie would want us to be happy. She wouldn't want us to become consumed by grief. She was all about having fun every day, finding fun, finding her own fun, which is why it was such a joy to be around her. Well, most of the time. <laughs> because, you know, when we found out in the storyline that we were brother and sister, we were more like brother and sister than we realized because we loved each other, but we fought and we criticized and we were judgmental and we'd get fed up with one another. By the time they told us that we were going to be brother and sister, you see, they took us aside and they said, I said, this is going to be something because last time they pulled me aside, they told me he was dad Vader. <laughs> Kirshner said, now you know, and George knows, and I know, so if it leaks, we know it's you. <laughs> and what a burden that was. I had to keep that a secret for more than a year. So they brought us into the dressing room, and they told us, this is during Jedi, because uh, it was a mock scene with the wrong information, and they said, Luke and Leia, are twins separated at birth. And, you know, I was stunned. I'm five years older than Carrie. <laughs> and I said, well, wait a second. Let's see, if I'm Luke Skywalker from 
a moisture farm on Tatooine, and she's Princess Princess Leia. Does that make me royalty? <laughs> and without missing a beat, Carrie said, no! <laughs> And for collectors, there's nothing quite like celebration. It's the rare opportunity to be in the same room with friends who share the same interest and love for Star Wars as you do. These meetups have become like family reunions within the collecting community. And when your family is scattered across the country, or in many cases across the globe, we welcome any excuse to come together in a big way. One of the highlights is the Collector's Track, a series of global panels put together by expert collectors that focus on many aspects of our hobby. Some of the upcoming panels at Celebration Chicago are 20 Years of the Lego Star Wars Story, the 25th Anniversary of the Star Wars Collector's Archive, Star Wars Prototypes and Unreleased Toys, Collecting Star Wars Toys in Argentina, Vintage Canadian Collectibles, and the effect and influence of the Palatoy Company on Star Wars toys. And these are just some of them that are going to be available during that weekend. And Celebration gives collectors the chance to hunt for some of the rarest and most desirable Star Wars items. Whether you're hunting vintage toys, modern and exclusive releases, prototypes and pre-production materials, or even props, there are many opportunities to find what you're looking for at Celebration. In addition to the hundreds of booths that that adorn the showroom floor, there are nightly meetups that host times to buy, sell, and trade. One of the most anticipated events at Celebration is the Friday Night Room Sales, an informal gathering of collectors in the lobby of a hotel near the venue, in which collectors bring some of their best pieces to sell and to trade. So simply put, at Celebration, if you're a collector, you will see things that you've never seen before and may never see again. A bit of advice. When you attend Celebration, take a half hour or an hour every day just to yourself and walk around and explore the convention center. Wander to areas you haven't previously explored. Grab a camera and photograph what is happening around you. Challenge yourself to step outside your comfort zone and begin conversations with attendees you've never met before. Make someone's day by handing them something you made specifically for the event. Sit on a panel you wouldn't normally select, just to see what it's about. But take a little time to yourself every day, and you'll find that many of those moments will become ones you hold on to long after the convention has ended. And speaking of moments, I've asked a few of my friends to share some of their fondest memories from previous Star Wars celebrations. At Celebration Orlando, two of the people I most wanted to meet were Sky Payne and Stephen Danley, hosts of the Star Wars Collectors Archive podcast. I was a little nervous at first, because while I had been collecting for a while, I wasn't really connected to many people in the community. But their podcast was what introduced me to many of the people I met at Orlando, those whom I call friends today. I wanted to shake their hands, hug them, and tell them how much the work they did together as friends meant to me 
and at the archive party, I was able to do so, and to watch two people who care about each other and about their friends to host a memorable celebration within Star Wars Celebration. Here is Sky's story. Hearing someone who experienced the same thing I did, but a decade earlier, was really special. This is Sky Payne uh, recording my celebration story. So I want to take you back to 2005. Uh, that was my first celebration, and I had been in the vintage hobby for about a year. Um, I spent a lot of that time lurking on the boards at Rebel Scum, and uh, I just I didn't know anybody. I just felt like I was a complete outsider. I mean, I was posting all the time. I was I was on the archive, the Star Wars Collector's Archive, reading all the time, trying to learn everything I could. And uh, I remember there was a meeting like on the first day. It's called the Collector Social. And uh, I, I think it was put together by Rebel Scum. And I remember just being so unbelievably nervous, like starstruck, you know, because there were all these people who I had, I had been reading and I read all their old posts and a lot of them had their own websites and a lot of them were on the archive. And like, I couldn't believe I was actually meeting them. Uh, I, I remember at one point I was in the lobby and I saw Ron Salvatore walk through, and uh, even then he was he was kind of a rock star amongst uh, uh, you know the vintage hobby, and like I, I just I couldn't say anything to him, and just the way he walked through, he just like he was walking with the the person we now know as Fluffy, and like they just like I remember like wanting to say hi but being afraid, um, and it's great because now you know now we're roommates, so there you go. Um, uh, friendships can form pretty easily over the years. Basically, everybody I, I met at that at that thing back in 2005 have been friends with ever since, and that's part of the great thing about celebration. Uh, as far as a story goes with it, um, my brother Bart designed um, this logo that was based on the Pepperidge Farm uh, logo that said Moisture Farm. And the thing was, I really wanted to thank everybody in the community, like in the vintage community who had taught me something. And I felt that I'd learned so much in that year that I wanted to give everybody who was a part of that something. So I made T-shirts based on Bart's design. I made 50 T-shirts. <laughs> I labeled them all with names of different French authors um, so I guess I haven't changed that much. And, uh, and I gave them out, you know, for the most part, they didn't even know who I was like, or they, they might've known who I was like just vaguely. I was like just some new guy who was posting a lot. Um, but, uh, I gave those out and, um, I'm pretty sure that is the first piece of swag, uh, that you can really officially call swag at celebration. Um, and it was that desire to, to thank the community for what they did. Uh, for me, you know, because yeah, it cost me a couple hundred bucks to make the shirt, but I'd gotten so much more out of the, out of the community. And I really felt like, uh, I need to say thanks. So there's my story. Uh, keep up the awesome podcast. And, uh, well, I guess I'll say Wampa Wampa. And Steve's is a beautiful three part story that highlights the importance of relationships with family and with friends. Hey there, this is Steve Danley from the Star Wars Collectors Archive and Star Wars at the Movies. Wow. Celebration. Um, you know, much like Star Wars is a through line in my life, I'd say that celebrations are a through line within that through line, if that makes any sense. Um, picking one memory is just impossible, so I'm going to try and hit a few key moments. Uh, my first celebration uh, was 
celebration. My first celebration was Celebration 2 in Indianapolis back in 2002. I was a, a junior in high school, and I went with my mom, actually. Uh, she was the one who had introduced me to Star Wars, and she'd spent some of her formative years in Indiana at school. So it was uh, going to be a bit of a homecoming for both of us. And uh, I'd never been to a convention of any kind before and was really only just kind of getting back into collecting at that point. So it was a surreal experience, to say the least. Um, I did make a point of trying to meet up with the one collector I'd started to kind of get to know through one of the old forums, and that was a guy by the name of Brock Walker. Uh, so we did finally get a chance to kind of cross paths for a bit, and uh, it's just crazy to think that we've been close friends for as long as we have. Uh, it just blows my mind that it's been that long, but um, that's kind of the start of what, what Celebration really is about. Um, a few years later, uh, with Celebration 3, it was coming back to Indiana, and my mom had somehow enjoyed herself enough the first time that she wanted to tag along again for this one. The, uh, the problem, though, was that our connecting flight in Denver was stuck on the tarmac for several hours because of a, a series of crazy hailstorms. So... It's not a great situation, uh, yet the vibe on the plane was relatively calm and, if not, downright kind of jovial at times. Um, it, they had turned down the air conditioning and things were starting to get a little steamy after a second takeoff attempt, uh, but everyone was seemingly in a genuinely good mood. And it just kind of struck both my mom and I as a little, like, a little strange. And it makes sense because, you know, it turns out that the majority of the passengers on that flight were on their way to celebration. And it just goes to show that, you know, Star Wars fans are really, truly some of the most patient humans on Earth. Um, but my mom and I weren't, weren't quite as patient. Uh, by the time that the flight ended up being canceled that night, um, we were stranded uh, with no guarantee of a new flight anytime soon. And it was possible it might not even happen until late the next day or, or the next night. So uh, she declared right then and there that we were just going to rent a car and, and drive the rest of the way to Indianapolis and right then. And we did. <laughs> Over a 1,000 miles uh, across four states, I think one speeding ticket in Kansas. Um, and, you know, we missed most of the first day, but uh, we pulled into town before our luggage got there on, on a flight. So, uh the plan did pay off. It was a crazy one, but uh, it's one of those things that I'll, I'll never forget. Um, and it was on that trip that I, I first met so many of the fellow collectors that I I know and love now, and, and that's mainly thanks to Brock. Uh, he introduced me to a ton of people on that trip, and I was still friends with, with all of them. Um, okay, two more, and then, and then I'll stop, I promise. Uh, for Celebration 6 in Orlando, uh, Sky Payne and I were, were putting on the original archive party uh, with the goal of raising money for the manatees, you know, local animals in need, you know. Uh, it, was, it was a crazy idea, uh, but it was the beginning of something that's really been one of the most fulfilling parts of the hobby for me. Um, and that night in particular... Um, I had been recruited into a C-3PO cereal eating contest, and uh, things had been so crazy that night, I, I didn't have a chance to eat anything. Um, so that 30-year-old cereal and, and a couple beers to help uh, ended up being more than enough sustenance. Um, 
And I'll, I'll always remember that night and that dry taste in my mouth, uh, but, but very fondly. Um, and lastly, uh, have to mention the collecting track. Uh, I'm sure many on this podcast will say that the collecting track is the epicenter of celebration for, for most of us. Um, I was really honored to be able to co-present a panel on theatrical memorabilia last time at Celebration Orlando 2017. Um, but what made it memorable was uh, Sky's Andy Kaufman-like performance as the time-traveling superfan and uh, heckler Jasper Nixon. Um, I was uh, out to lunch one day, I got, you know, a couple, maybe few weeks before celebration and uh, he sent me this photo of the mustache he was developing specifically for the, the bit and he had the uh, the Akbar hat and the aviator sunglasses on and uh, I just had my my typical kind of shaking my head laughing reaction um, the dude really commits and you know as always collaborating with him is, is something I, I look forward to every celebration and um I'm sure there's going to be many more to come. Uh, all right. That's probably more than enough for me. Uh, thanks so much for putting this together, David, and keep up the great work on the podcast, and uh, see you in Chicago. Fonz Napolitano's first Star Wars celebration was in Orlando in 2017. Fonz is a New York-based collector with a heart of gold and a killer collection to match. Here's Fonz talking about the passion of Star Wars fans. It was Orlando in 2017. A couple of the guys in the New York State, the Empire State Collecting Club, convinced me to go down and uh, said I'd have a good time. So I went, and before I left, I thought, geez, I'm, pa- I'm a passionate, committed, dedicated Star Wars fan. I don't know if there's going to be a lot of people like me there. Uh, but after leaving Orlando a few days later, I realized that I was a poser because... I've never seen such dedication in my entire life. There were the people that, the cosplayers that dressed up as uh, Wilro Hood and uh, over 100 Wilro Hoods ran around the convention center together chanting ice cream. There were the Mandalorian mercs that did, did their, their, their crazy chants. There were just the individual cosplayers that would wear these intricate, heavy costumes around, around, the conven- around a crowded convention center, but they couldn't be more friendly to stop and take a picture with you. Um, there were the, the, the dedication that I saw people waiting in line four and five hours for a piece of memorabilia or for an autograph just to just to have a couple seconds hanging out with one of the stars from Star Wars or from one of the celebrities from Star Wars was uh, was incredible. Um, and then the people that would stay in line for 14 hours to get get into one of the panels and sleep on concrete and enjoy it and have fun doing it. Those people were, the, the, the dedication was unbelievable. Uh, I also enjoyed the room sales. I thought they were a lot of fun. I think there's a, there's a, there's an outlaw CD element to it because nobody knows when it's going to happen, where it's going to happen, how it's going to happen. And we don't have permission for it, but I like the in-person face-to-face negotiations and all cash deals. I thought that was a lot of fun, but definitely the best part about celebration is getting to meet collectors from all over the United States and all over the world. It's amazing. You don't know these people. You don't know their personal lives. Um, you've only exchanged an email or talked to them on Rebel Scum or over Facebook or through Messenger, but you immediately have this connection with them, which is which I found to be incredible. Um, 
you feel like you've known them your whole lives. And, you know, I've made some terrific friends at Celebration and at, you know, the different meetups. I mean, we're, a lot of us are best friends and, uh, you know, I'll always hold that dear. Um, the best time is definitely at the bar at the end of the day at Celebration where we get to hang out. And I was always very proud that at the end of the night, when the bar was closing, 90% of the people who were still at the bar were from the Empire State Club. And uh, I can always count on my man, Aaron Longbine, to, to have another drink with me as he and I were the, uh, generally were the last two to leave the bar every night. So I look forward to Chicago. Can't wait to see everybody. And uh, thanks, David Quinn, for allowing me to do this. David White, also known to the collecting community as Jimmy Tupac, has an incredible collection of carded Tupac figures that were released during the Return of the Jedi era. Let's join Sir James as he recounts his experience at 2010 Celebration 5, which also took place in Orlando. This is David White, also known as Jimmy Tupac on Rebel Scum. I've been to many of the Star Wars celebrations, but of all of them, one of my favorites was Celebration 5 in Orlando in 2010. And I'd like to share with you some of my memories to get you excited about Celebration Chicago. I went out there to meet up with my two-pack buddies, Todd DiMartino and Scott Olin, and had a great experience. Some of the things people might remember are the giant banners that said, Oh, Lando, as in Orlando and Lando Calrissian, along with the t-shirts. The t-shirts of I love you, I know. People were standing in line for the Hasbro exclusives, Zuckus and Forlom, much like the flaming Darth Vader from Celebration 3. There's always one of those desirable items. The vintage collector panels were outstanding. I really learned a lot. The best part were the room sales. We were at the Rosen Center. That's where I was staying. That's where the room sales were, if I remember correctly. And I had brought some pretty cool items to sell or trade myself. I brought an early bird kit with the double telescoping Luke Skywalker. I had a uh, Return of the Jedi department store three pack. And one of the hits of the show, uh, a Kenner shipping case completely stocked with mini rigs. I wish I had those three items back, but it was fun. One of the things I remember seeing was Shane Turgeon had brought the Kenner blueprints for the Sonic Landspeeder, spread them out on the table at the room sales, and everyone gathered around and oohed and awed. So many other really cool things as well. Carrie Fisher was there, Mark Hamill, and the maker, George Lucas. People were so excited about that. Uh, my last memory I'll share with you is a lot of the old school Rebel Scum guys had got together and we were hanging out a lot and it was a lot of fun. Uh, we went down to the Denny's and I remember sitting next to Lee Bullock and Don Raskin and uh, Lee's from the UK and he said, I can't believe I'm here in America sitting at an American style diner. And we all smiled and laughed. When we went back to the hotel, we went to the bar to get some drinks and sitting there was Jeremy Bullock couldn't believe it. Some of my buddies said, let's just 
get a drink and just walk up to him. But don't be a fanboy. Don't ask for his autograph or anything. And we did. We just sort of sidled up to him and sort of joined the conversation and had this great 15-minute chat with Jeremy. So I'm wishing you uh, safe travels and a great experience at Celebrations Chicago and making memories of your own. For Star Wars fans, there are moments that can only happen at conventions like Celebration. Often, they're not planned, but come together in magical ways. In his story, Trent Bailey accurately captures the essence of Star Wars Celebration. He refers to the event as a -a once-in-a-lifetime experience, even though it occurs every few years. And I would certainly agree with that. And after hearing this one, I promise you, you will never look at creme brulee or lobster mac and cheese in the same way ever again. Hey, this is Trent Bailey from Nashville, Tennessee. My first Star Wars Celebration experience came just two years ago at the 2017 Celebration in Orlando, Florida. I had always wanted to go to one of these conventions, but for whatever reason, never had the opportunity to do so. Instead, I've been to a bunch of toy shows and comic book conventions of different types. And while these were always great in their own way, they never really matched up to the expected experience of Celebration. And that was completely true. Even from just stepping foot into the convention hall on the first day, you knew you know, there was this sense that it was something great. Um, a once-in-a-lifetime experience, if you might think that way, um, even though you can do it every couple of years. But, you know, it's a, a great overall experience. You get to meet a ton of people. You get a bunch of cool stuff, you know, and you don't have to do it. You don't have to break the bank to do it either, which is nice. But, you know, between the free swag you get, the toys or, you know, random memorabilia you can find, the autographs you can purchase, the photo ops you can get with celebrities, you know, it's all an amazing experience. But when I look back at, you know, that 2017 convention, I always think of one specific thing, and it's the night before. And partially because this is the moment that you're um, and you're anticipating so much what's going to come next, and your excitement's so high. But um, I'll take you back kind of briefly. We got into Orlando, you know, middle of the day and checked into our hotel and kind of relaxed a little bit. And then about, you know, dinner time, one of my f- friends from California called and said, hey, we're going to go to the, I think it was the Hyatt, but um, one of the convention hotels, and we're going to go have dinner. And so we made our way over to the Hyatt, and um, we walked into the restaurant, and I saw my buddy and started walking up to the table. But by the time I got just close enough, I noticed that he was sitting next to Peter Mayhew, and my jaw just dropped. You know, it went from being cool and casual to being nerdy and totally nervous about having dinner with Peter Mayhew. Unfortunately, he didn't really um, give me a heads up either, which um, would have been nice. But in any case, I got to have dinner with Peter Mayhew and his family and some other friends. Um, and it was just an amazing experience. The, um, the highlight of the night was a, a long conversation about creme brulee and lobster mac and cheese. Apparently, Peter and his um, his entourage, they always go and look for the best of those two in each city they go to. So they always find the best lobster mac and cheese and the best creme brulee. And, of course, you know, you, you think that maybe I'll talk to Chewie about, you know, what it was like to film Star Wars or what it was like being around Harrison Ford or, you know, all these kind of things. But, no, we just talked about food. We talked about creme brulee. And it was just amazing. It was a one—that truly was a once-in-a-lifetime experience. But um, 
Of course, we capped the night off by ordering creme brulee, and we're all very disappointed by the product we got. But nonetheless, uh, the experience itself um, and the camaraderie of that group of people was just awesome, um, amazing. You know, there's any adjective you could ever think of. But you know, when I when I think about celebration, that's what I think about. I think about how excited I was, and then how dramatic the change of the mood was when I went straight nervous, straight geeked, straight uh, nerd out. Um, and I'm usually not like that. I don't really get um, overly nervous, but man, uh, this time I did. And I, for no reason, Peter was just a, a sweetheart of a guy, um, very cordial. He's, the, he's what you expect from the person that portrayed Chewbacca. But um, in any case, that was my um, best celebration memory um, I'm sure there will be tons more to talk about in the future. And I could, you know, I could pick out just about anything from that first celebration to talk about, but that's the one thing that really stands out. So any case, I look forward to Chicago celebration. I hope to see a lot of you there. Um, may the force be with you all. If you run into Corey Bailey at celebration, chances are she and Trent are hunting Ewoks as collectors of all things wicked. Celebration gives them the opportunity to find rare and sought-after items to add to their focus. Here's Corey on what it's like to shop at Celebration. Hey everybody, it's Corey Bailey here, and I'm excited to share one of my favorite Celebration moments with you all. I must admit, it's pretty difficult to pick just one. I mean, how do you choose from meeting internet friends for the first time, dinner with the Chewbacca, all the panels, the showroom floor, exclusive merch, the drunken Swedes, lines that felt like they would never end, the cosplay, fashion, meeting an Ewok, and the overall magic of celebration. As you may know, I'm a huge fan of anything and everything Wicked, with a love for the vintage. My first celebration was in 2017 in Orlando, Florida, and I never expected to see so many unique Wicked pieces out there. One of my favorite purchases was this adorable vintage children's suitcase with cartoon Wicket and Princess Nisa on it. Though I didn't have the suitcase as a kid, it sparked a feeling like I was going to pack it up and visit my grandparents for the weekend. I love how vintage pieces can just take you back sometimes. As the show progressed on, my boyfriend and I hunted down several more Wicket items, like a modern Power of the Force 2 Wicket prototype figure, to a tiny vintage Mexican cereal box Wicket toy. It was neat finding so many Wicket pieces out there I had never seen before. Wonder what all's going to turn up at Chicago Celebration. With that being said, I look forward to seeing you all there. Yub nub. At Celebration, some of the best memories come from spontaneously funny moments. Here's Darren McAleese with a warning about pacing yourself while you're at the convention. Otherwise, you might wake up somewhere to find yourself surrounded by a group of Wilro Hoods, the ice cream-loving Bespinites from The Empire Strikes Back. Hey, David. So we all have memories of various conventions and how ridiculously tiring conventions can be, but my highlight remains one uh, celebration in California where um, you'll be aware of the Wilro, Wilro Hood um, ice cream maker guy, um, character from Bespin. Um, there is a flash mob of those guys where there's like 40 or 50 of them who run about the convention with the ice cream makers. Um, and it's a very, very funny sight. But what had happened, we were in the lobby bar in Orlando 
um, on the Saturday night. And going back to the tiredness, there was one poor um, Japanese uh, Star Wars fan. He was in a shoeshine chair in the lobby, fast asleep. Obviously, party right from the convention. And uh, so I thought it'd be funny. I just happened to mention to one of the uh, ice cream maker guy, flash mob guys, it would be funny to pose with the poor um, guy uh, who passed out um, with the moniker uh, Celebration um, Anaheim. You know, it can be bad for your health or, you know, lightweights need not apply. So the guy, the one who got immobilized all the rest of the ice cream maker guys, and they um, were posing around this guy, no less than 40, 50, who were in the, in the Anaheim bar in, in California, in the hotel, in the lobby bar on a Saturday night. So we were all posing around this guy. Everybody had their cameras out taking selfies. It was very, very funny. I mean, it was just a very, very surreal. And only a moment that you'll ever, ever get at a celebration where you've got 50 Will Row Hoods, you know, with ice cream makers in the bar with, with cocktails, posing with this poor, partied out um, Japanese Star Wars fan. Um, so we're all posing. And the funny thing was he actually started to wake up. He started to rise. Um, whilst the ice cream maker dudes were posing around him um, in various poses, you know, and then that's when the proper hilarity broke out. I was on the floor laughing. This poor guy woke up. He just did not know what was happening. I mean, it's just one of those things. Imagining being a little worse for wear. You passed out in a drunken stupor in a shoeshine shirt and you wake up and these guys are all around you. I was on the floor laughing. It was just so funny. And it was only a moment. You'll ever, ever get a moment like that at, at Celebration. Because where are you going to find 50 guys dressed as Will Roo Hood? In fact, does anybody even know who Will Roo Hood is? You know, I mean, blinking your character from um, the Empire Strikes Back. But I say, there you go, legendary. Um, and say, everybody just there that remembers that night. It just That was just one of those spontaneous Celebration moments that will forever be etched in the memory. Just awesome, awesome moment. Thanks, David. And through the magic of social media, here's a little clip of that exact moment. And while many of us are returning to Celebration, we have to remember that other Star Wars fans will be attending the upcoming one for the first time. The best thing you can do to make someone's first experience a memorable one is to simply talk to them. If you're at a collecting panel, or the archive party, or one of the many meetups around the convention, reach out to those around you and make them feel like they're part of something. Some of the best memories I had from Orlando were when other collectors took the time out to talk to me or to give me a pin or a button, or any other item they created specifically for Celebration. It made Celebration much more personal, much more meaningful, and much more special. Panels and guest stars and room sales are great, but the time we spend with friends at an event like Celebration will have a lasting impact on your life. And finally, I thought it would be good to hear from someone who's never been to Celebration before. I asked my friend and fellow Ahsoka fan, Chris Letty, to share what he's anticipating at his first celebration in Chicago. Hey everyone, Chris Letty here, member of the Rebel Commando Mafia and co-host of the Six Scale Scavengers Hot Toys podcast. My good friend, David Quinn, had asked me to uh, give my feelings on 
leading into celebration, with this being my first celebration, I really don't know what to expect. I'm slightly overwhelmed. There's been planning galore. Uh, things are not quite lined up, and we're even a, a week and a half away at this point. But I'm really, I'm really excited going into celebration. I think it's going to be a great time. I can't wait to meet and hang out with all my fellow collectors that I've been interacting with over the past few years on social media. It's just going to be a great time. The things I'm looking forward to the most, uh, number one is probably the archive party. Uh, I've heard great things listening to the Kivecast podcast. Those guys do a great job. Uh, other than that, room sales, I'm really looking forward to. And then just really seeing what Celebration has to offer. The There's so many panels with the collecting track and uh, all the, the major panels. I, I'm really hoping to get into the Clone Wars and Episode 1. Just meet other podcasters out there unmistakably Star Wars and and Fanta Tracks and the Vintage Rebellion. I, there's just so much to do. I know there's not going to be one wasted minute the entire time. And then I'm just looking forward to finding some pieces to add to my collection. Uh, my good friend David and I, uh, we have a little uh, Ahsoka Tano um, collection that we both focus on. So I know him and I are going to be helping each other out, finding some pieces here and there for pre-production items. And then obviously for me, Rebel Commando, if I can find a couple foreign uh, carded examples or variations or card backs, I mean, I would just be ecstatic at that point. But really the big thing about Celebration for me is the interaction with my fellow collectors and just hanging out and having a good time and really soaking in what Star Wars and this whole fandom is all about. So anyway, thanks, David, for having me on. And I look forward to hanging out and meeting all you fellow collectors at Celebration Chicago 2019. Take it easy. So that's a brief glimpse into Star Wars Celebration and why it's worth attending. Thank you to my friends, Sky Payne, Steve Danley, David White, Trent Bailey, Corey Bailey, Darren McAleese, and Chris Letty for sharing their memories of past celebrations with us. This episode wouldn't have existed without your contributions, and I loved reliving your stories with you. And hey, since this is celebration, after all, I'd like to leave you with something special. Here's Darren singing Cool in the Gang's Celebration. See you in Chicago. So bring the good times and the laughter too. 
Watch out! 